Hare Krishna. So we are very fortunate today. Uh, uh, we have a class by His Grace Adiguru Prabhuji on everyday chant Harinam conference call. And the topic for today is definition of dharma as per Yamaduta. So very interesting topic. Thank you Prabhuji. Please take over. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Om Agyanat Mirandasya Gyanagana Shlakaya since I'm speaking from California, the time, it's very early morning, so my voice is a little heavy. Uh, almost 4.20 in the morning. So, we, you know, all, generally when we talk about dharma, if you ask the definition of dharma to anyone, they'll quote you a line which they do not know from where they get it. They'll say, dharana iti dharma. Like for example, <coughs> if, you are, if someone is wearing a red shirt, so the dharma of that person will be red. No, somebody is wearing a blue shirt, the dharma of that person will be blue. So, what is the ultimate definition? Because there is no benchmark. This is not benchmark. Anyone can wear any consciousness. Consciousness is born. Consciousness is not come into being. Consciousness is born like people choose a particular type of consciousness. So, either through your karma or through your... through your... Uh, uh, action, you choose a particular type of consciousness. It never happens that consciousness is automatically uh, automatically created or done. So people choose it. And, and that is a very interesting aspect of consciousness. But when it comes to dharma, they say it just comes on its own. Anything comes on its own. Whatever you feel, whatever you Think is dharma, and due to which a lot of problems are created in Sanatan dharma. Uh, and so then people misunderstand. So the dharma is means in Sanskrit means dharma means a compulsory duty in English we call it or Vastavik Roop Dharma Ikoskav Hokya Kartavya that is Dharma according to Ra according to time, place and circumstance it is called Kartavya or Dharma can be but definitely it is not religion the English word religion is a very shallow word. Religion means a mindset or actual meaning is joining back the Roman armies. Religare. Or religare means uh, or it is a now the so English is a connotational language. Connotation means everything is defined as per the use. There is no abstract meaning. It's, it's in, in many cases, a very flexible language also. But at the same time, grammatically incomplete. Like for example, 
कैपिटल केसेस स्मॉल केसेस वेरी सिंपल एग्जाम्पल कैपिटल केसेस स्मॉल नो वेन द फर्स्ट नेम हैज टू बी कैपिटल एंड द लेटर ऑफ द नेम हैज टू बी कैपिटल बट अ पर्सन इज सपोज टू बी हम्पल so language the way you are writing it the way you expect people to do is to be all people love humble people nice people good people but language left capital letters small letters now sanskrit has no such problem there is no capital letter no small letter all are equal so very shallow language because it represents a culture which is not dharmic now when you we are speaking i am speaking in english also i am speaking in english about the because most of you are comfortable with that i can speak in hindi also very well but the point is the english language the english culture and the western culture is on the other side of dharma and i'll tell you how because the most important persons to tell you about dharma are the people who are going to judge your karma karmana devanatrena dehu jantu rupapadyate these are the words of in the third canto of kapilamuni to devaki Kapil Muni is Bhagwan Swayam, and he is the one who is explaining this fact that because of actions and Devanetrena means Devata, Devanetrena means people who are acting on behalf of Dev. Dev is the person. What is Vishnu? Dev is not used for anyone else but Vishnu. Everyone else's devata is like him, following him. A follower of deva is called devata. Sanskrit words are very accurate, very very accurate. See, the language doesn't make any compromise. Devanagari doesn't make compromise. It's a script, and the Sanskrit bhasha doesn't make compromise because it's a language, the phonetic language, but mathematically complete, grammatically complete. there is no there is every there is a word for every single emotion which is not there in english like for example the english the word is conscience now is conscience the chitta is manna or buddhi no such explanation yeah. so similarly the word consciousness has no translation sanskrit there is no word in it. And Prabhupada put the name of his con was Antarashtriya Krishna Bhavdambe Sangh. Krishna Bhavdambe. A Krishna Bhavdambe has no translation into English language. Somebody proposed consciousness, and Prabhupada accepted it. Can you hear me? I think I lost. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. 
So, so the English, so similarly the dharma, when people ask, any people you ask about dharma, they will explain in terms of their social understanding. Like for example, dharma is religion, all dharma are equal, all religions are equal, all this crap they talk about. This is manobhav. मनोरथ Lower of the Veda. Veda with Cha Aham. I am the ultimate knower of Veda. <coughs> so that means one thing is sure. That all the Shruti has come from Vishnu. Aparashaya. is written by vishnu also vedas bhagavat purana is mentioned as 17th incarnation satrava and because ordinary human being cannot write ordinary human being that writing the entire mahabharat in 3 years is impossible ganesh is writing yadav is speaking then he has written all the four vedas to his disciples, all the 18 Purana to his six disciples, and then one of the eight Upanishads, which are expansions from Veda and the Vedic literature, Veda. Now that Veda was one divided into four parts. Now in that Veda, which when it was becoming difficult to Summarizes Vedanta Sutra was written because it was difficult for people to understand. So huge. Vedanta Sutra itself is so huge. Forget about Veda. Vedanta Sutra was written. Then to explain Vedanta Sutra, Bhagavat Purana was written. Because Vedanta Sutra is so big, and Krishna says, "I am Vedanta Sutra." He says, "I am Samveda." That means his favorite. And then Vedanta Krit Vedavi Devacha. Now, when you talk about bona fide, authentic information, you have to check on the author's credentials. What is the motive of the author? What is he trying to do? 
Like I published nine books. And people have to ask me who I am, what I belong to. You know, most of you know me better because you have seen me from such a long time. You know that there is a, he has been talking on the same topics for literally half, more than half his life now. So then, naturally, I'll get familiarity with my topics. Very natural. So who is writing it? Who is telling you? Because today's mythologists, they keep on telling you that believe me, don't believe the Veda, I have the right interpretation of the Veda. Am I going to believe them? Or I should believe Ganesh, who has written Mahabharat. That means he understood the entire Veda. Or I should believe Shukadev Goswami, the son of Yasdev, who has heard it from the womb of his mother. Or I should have faith in Yasdev himself. But as an author, you have to go by the critics. So, who are the critics of Yasdev? There is nobody. There is no critic of the Yasdev. Except today's Kaliuga mythologist, there is no critic of the Yasdev. Only in Kaliuga, people start questioning him. Then, how to prove what the Yasdev mentioned? You become the devil's advocate. Devil is a Christian term, which means we going a Rakshaska advocate, Rakshaska vakil. The devil, according to Christian, is anyone who is non-Christian is a devil or a pagan or a, any other term to use to belittle other people. Or Satan. Satan is an Old Testament term. In Islam it becomes Shaitan. In Arabic is Shaitan. English is Satan. Same word. Everything is Satan. Now, these are the people the information that Vyasdev was not one, there were many Vyasdevs also. Hmm? So who is the Shaitan? Shaitan doesn't mean naughty. Shaitan means who does not believe in Abraham. That is Shaitan. We use the words. I don't know why. We don't even think why we are using the words. Chanchal is a word used generally for naughtiness, you know, which is a very harmless word. Shaitan is a word for which the Muslims throw their stones on, Christians are scared, and the Jews also have the same word called Satan, which is a actually Old Testament term. So, now, with all the mispropaganda going on, who is the judge? Who is the judge of her karma? Oh. Since Vyasdev is real, most of you have strong faith on Vyasdev. I do, I do, I say, whatever Vyasdev has written is a line in the stone. He knows what he's writing. And the followers he has will not accept anything unless it is backed by a proof. There is no such thing 
as just whimsical. Everything has a purpose. There is nothing in life without a purpose. And that is the beauty of Veda. They establish the purpose. What is the purpose? The purpose is Mashuchah. The purpose is to remove the fear. The greatest fear is of death. Of every human being. Not just me and you. It's everybody. Nobody wants untimely death. Why? There is a subconscious reason to that. The human life is obtained after many, many births. Manushya naam sarasrishu kashri karini sikhaya. Yatava visiddha naam kashri maam vedita tata. Many, many births. Thousands of births. Millions of births. In this human form of life is the solution of life, or the solution for a problem lies. That is the the moving out of the cycle of karma bandhan. So, therefore, that fear of death is not there. In, is there in animals also? Is there in other species also? But it's not to that extent. Because they're just living their karma. They have nothing to lose because they live in the present. You know? An animal is more scared of today's hunger than about the future. Because he cannot think that much. You will not see a dog making plans for 20 years down the line. If that was the case, then he leave every, every owner will lose their dog. Because he's contingent. He makes plans to leave the house as soon as he grows up. Or starts another family. No. They won't do that. Only a human being thinks about the future. Why? Because the brain, because the, it is the most sophisticated body. It can think about creating homes, creating shelters, creating big, big machines for personal convenience, all those things. Therefore, the fear of death is maximally human being. In today's society, he says, if you are the body, acquire the maximum for a body. And society teaches that the original source of knowledge is actually not real. It is just a mythology. Which is a, Prabhupada writes in one of the purports in the ninth canto, Prabhupada says this mythology has spoiled the culture. Therefore, I invented a term called satology. Because opposite of myth is sat. Myth is Sanskrit, the word. Myth is dhatu. Which means fake imagination opposite is sat, which is truth. So very commonly you must have heard Ram, Nam, Satya. 
because the name of Sri Ram is the name of Vishnu, it is eternal. It is there from time immemorial. Not today's word. This word has been there for a very long time. And because that word, that person Ram, is beyond our human experience, therefore this is never going to change because it's beyond us. Everything in our life changes. But that word doesn't change, Sri Ram. Doesn't change. And, and because Vyasdev is real and his books are like a line in the stone, anything what he writes or is done has the blessing of Brahma. Brahma says, about when he was writing Mahabharata, he says, because Mahabharata is also called Pancham Veda. Who declares it Pancham Veda? His disciple, Vashampayan. Why? He's a very educated man, Vashampayan. Also, Vashampayan is the guru of Ayurveda. He is the principal compiler of Ayurveda under Vyasa And he is the same person who spoke Mahabharata to Maharaj Janmajaya in Takshila, which is in Pakistan today, or Pakistan occupied Kashmir. He is the same person. Now, when he says Panchamvira, he says, because it has the essence of all the Veda, it has the information from all the Veda, combined with the real history of the world, of the kings of this world. Therefore, the account of Panchamvira Mahabharata is final. It is nothing to be added, nothing to be subtracted. That is the power of Veda. Now, in that, and then another son of Vyasadev, Vashambhaya is a disciple, son of Vyasadev, is Shukadev Goswami. <coughs> Bhagavad Puran was written directly by Vyasadev. Ganeshi did not write it. Shukadev Goswami heard it. And repeated that in front of in Nameshanya. When they were performing Yajna for peace in the world. After the Mahabharata. Thousand year peace. Okay. That's why you'll see that from the time of Krishna's from the birth of Parishit Maharaj till the advent of Mahapadma of Magad. There was complete peace. There was no fight ever. That was the golden period of Kali. So Mahapadma, the degradation started of Kali Yuga. The bigger effect of Kali Yuga started coming. There is thousand years of rule. Even today, some people say that Kali Yuga is not 432,000 years. It is smaller. But this thousand years. Nemisharanya Yajna is true. Absolutely true. And then Chanakya came. And then after Chanakya, the Buddha came during that time. Huh? So from the birth of Parishit to Buddha, 
is is around 1250 years or 1200 years now if all this is true it just happened with us i've kept it in my videos i've kept it in my talks and as a very small person i can verify it. then why not rest of the thing is true that's the question today we are going to answer why i have to tell all these things because many of the people are going to listen to this class for the first time on our soundcloud or apple podcast or wherever they want to listen but for them therefore the information given about yamaduta and yamraj is also true because that's everything has gone through the why that is a false information so there is no such thing as yamraj this body is from chemicals it just gets old and dies now where is that is in vasam jinai thaviya when the world is it when the cloth becomes torn you don't wear that shirt similarly the body is old you don't wear that body the soul lives it. you know jeevan dalama jalama jeevan uh kamala dalama jalama jeevan dalama just like the drop of water is tottering on the leaf of a lotus flower similarly our life is also tottering in this material world it's like a drop any time it can go if all this information is true historically true the thousand year rule is proved everything else is proved why the information of yamduta will be false you know again the principle of logic comes in if 80% of the information contained in our vedic scriptures is true or 100% is true but for the doubting for the doubting people i can say or mythologists i can say that yes if 80% is true 90% is true 100% is true why not this not be true just because you don't have a direct experience so therefore based on that logic we accept whatever is written is true now we'll come to the point now the main class starts it will be very short therefore we all the devatas are managing the world it is not the humans who manage the world humans destroy the world it is the devatas who manage the world devatas ensure that everybody has water everybody has clean air and when and when the society becomes in not manageable then again they intervene and one of the devta which is very important son of surya is called yamraj son of surya dev surya dev was the first person who was told bhagavad gita by krishna yeswan manve paha manu ikshvaku abhravit Krishna says that in Bhagavad Gita, fourth chapter, that I spoke this science to Surya. Surya must have told his son, which is Yamraj, and Yamraj is a devta which is responsible for monitoring dharma as well as ensuring that the population doesn't increase beyond the resources of this world. 
that is their responsibility most of the today's rulers are worried about population explosion because they think they their enjoyment will reduce if population exceeds but before them it is a year responsibility of yamraj because he knows the capacity of the earth and he is the one who administers death and birth both yamraj is there and his accountant chitragupta is there and then his agents called yamdut are there yamdut no no one else but yamraj is there swami or, or the master so yamdut says now the definition of yamdut वेद प्रणीतो धर्म धर्म वेद प्रणीतो धर्म मीन्स वेद डिस्क्राइब वॉट इज धर्म सो एनी वन डजन फॉलो वेद इज अधर्मिक Veda pranito dharma. Now you will, you may not believe me. You may not believe, but you have to believe what Vyasadev is writing and what Yamdutha is saying. That you must believe. You may doubt that Vyasadev Guru may say anything. He is a fanatic follower of Krishna. But, but you have to believe what Veda says. So this is the definition of dharma. Veda pranito dharma. Veda pranito dharma. He a dharma tad vipariya. या अधर्म एनीथिंग अपोजिट ऑफ वेद आउटसाइड ऑफ वेद और नॉट फॉलोइंग द वेदिक कंक्लूजन इज अधर्म यह अधर्म तद विपर्यो विपर्य नाउ नेक्स्ट लाइन इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट वेदो नारायण साक्षात Veda is Narayan himself. What is the meaning of Narayan? That is joining Mahabharat. One who resides on the water is called Narayan. Okay? He lies down. That is Narayan. Vedo Narayana Sakshat Swambhu Iti Shushrama. This is what you have told to us. So these Yamdut are telling Yamraj that you have said Veda represents Dharma. Anyone who doesn't Adharma is opposed to Veda, and Veda is Narayan Sakshat. So I'm sure it is Shushma. This is you yourself personally have told us. What interesting words, isn't it? Isn't it clear? And Yamraj confirms Yamraj. So this is a very clear definition of dharma. So Yamraj confirms. What is it? Dharmam tu sakshat Bhagavat pranitam. Okay. Whatever Bhagwan has decided, that becomes dharma. That means whatever Narayan says is dharma. Navay vidur shiyo naapi deva. Many times, many many intelligent intelligent people, neither great rishis, 
nor Deva can understand this. Na Siddha Mukhya Asura Manushya. Neither Siddha people, Siddha Purush, nor Asura, nor Manushya can understand this sometimes. Kutono Vidya Dara Charanade. Not even Vidya Dara and Charanade. That means that many, many people cannot understand this difficult. Many intelligent is talking about Devta, something Devta cannot understand this also. But Yamduta was very clear because of their students. Like when you teach your child one plus one is equal to two, he is going to stick to that. He is not going to change that. Svambhu, Narada, Shambhu, Kumara, Kapilomalu, Pralado, Janako, Bhishma, Balivraya, Sipirvayam. It says, these twelve people, Svambhu, Sama, Narada, Shambhu, Shambhu, Narada, Shambhu, Kumara, Kapilomalu, Chitur Kumara, Kapilomalu, Manu, Shambhu, Manu, Manu is the same person who wrote Manu's city. In Ayodhya, Ayodhya was a city established in Manu. Rayalado Janako Bhishma. Rayal Maharaj Janako Bhishma. And one interesting thing is, in these 12 Mahajan, one is a Rakshas. Very interesting, guys. Very interesting. Rayal Maharaj is a Rakshas. Rakshas Yoni. Bali Verai Vayak Bali and Shukadeva Goswami. So these are the 12 Mahajan who understand Dharma. So if you follow these people, then you can understand Dharma. Etavaneva Loke Asmin Pumsam Dharma Parapasmita Bhakti Yoga Bhagavati Tannama Granadi. It is simply by chanting the names of Vishnu slowly the dharma it gets established in the life of the follower. That is, he gives a solution, he gives a problem, and Yamdutas asks the right question. So, dharma means, again, what is mentioned in Veda is dharma, what is not mentioned is a dharma. And these twelve Mahajan are called authorities on Dharma. And simply by chanting the names of Vishnu, you can get this knowledge. Very clearly explained, no confusion. But the rest of the world is confused. I'll stop here. If anyone has any questions or comments, please share. Prediction. <coughs> Does anyone have any questions, comments? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Madhana Pranam or Lusupapad Guru Maharaj. Thank you so much for the wonderful class. Prabhuji, in the beginning you were mentioning that uh, everybody is, uh, the fear of death is there, right? And then it's, uh, um, it's un- um, you said untimely, right? 
So if we think of one angle, like we don't know when the death is going to come. So from that point of view, why fear about it? <laughs> you know, if we know something has happened in the present, then we fear. Right? So why do they call it no. untimely? Like no, but see the thing is, you know, the, we we have thought that this world is ours and is going to continue, and we work hard to maintain this world. Okay, so uh, we work hard to maintain this world, or we try to make a future in this world, and therefore everyone is scared. They have worked so hard to establish. Uh, they worked so hard to establish uh, the the culture, uh, the house, building a house building a job, career, education, and then everything that they're going to lose. Therefore, they are scared. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so they, basically because of the attachments. Attachment. It is difficult to give up attachment. Yeah. It is impossible to give up attachment. So that's why it says you have to cultivate a higher spirit. So in that case, uh, a person who's uh, a poor person is will be more uh, less attached compared to a person with a lot of money. I'm just giving an example, right? A person with less possession. No, a poor, a poor person can also be equally attached to the bowl. Probably has only the bowl. He's attached to the bowl. But attachment is irrespective of where you are. Whether you have a lot of wealth or whether you have nothing but whatever objects you have, you can get attached to them also. Therefore, the Bhagavad knowledge is both for the rich people as well as poor people. Your attachment is same thing, same problem. A beggar is also attached to his own position. Okay, There are a lot of fights in the homeless people in San Diego. There are police fights between homeless people. That this bench is mine, that bench is yours. In San Diego, that is a fight. They don't have a home, but they are attached to the bench in which they sleep every night. Probably it's in a better location. It has a better shade in the tree, under the tree. You see what I'm saying? It is a Brahmic concept that they celebrate poverty. It is a church who said that poor people are closer to God. But poverty has nothing to do with going closer to God, whether you have money or no money. Most of the sannyasis have no money, but they are very close to Bhagawan. They voluntarily accepted poverty. So rich or poor, it doesn't matter. A rich person can also be very attached to Bhagwan, not attached to wealth at all. Unrik was a great example. He had a lot of wealth, but as soon as he heard the name of of Krishna, he, he was willing to leave everything immediately. 
Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you for quoting these examples. Uh, you're right. But yes, uh, so um, uh, what I feel one of the reasons why not to worry about death is that uh, we don't know when it's going to come. You know? And I heard that devotees, uh, they are happy, you know, if they come to know like they have cancer or something, they're going to die because they're so confident they're going back to Godhead. So how do you have this confidence, Prabhuji, that they're going to go back to Godhead? How do you themselves feel that they're going to go back to Godhood? So that confidence is a fake confidence. Okay. Sorry, can you Yudhishthi repeat? Yudhishthi Maharaj was not worried about going back to Godhead. He was not worried. In fact, he did not even want to go to Swarglok. Okay. Devotees are worried about their bhakti or their karma, bhakti karma getting stopped. They are not worried. There are, nobody is guaranteed to go to Vaikuntha. Nobody. You may chant for millions of years. You may do bhakti karma. It is up to the Karmana Deva Natrina Devu Janta Rupavatisam. It is the Devatas who observe your karma. We, we just want to serve. A good devotee is only attached to the service of Krishna. He doesn't do it for the purpose of going back home, back to God. That is Kama Mishra Bhakti. That is not a good Bhakti. And that person normally never goes back home, back to God. Krishna says, Na tapa, na japa. Nobody can approach me by the tapa or japa. There are many people who can do If that was the case, then there are a lot of fake people in the world. They'll make a show and mockery of it. Your karma shows how much you are devotee, not your mindset. There are a lot of people who do japa but do bad things also. So nobody is guaranteed anything. So therefore, instead of hoping that we'll go back home, back to what we are guaranteed, no, no, nobody is guaranteed. We have to do our bhakti, and that attachment to bhakti is called nishtha and ruchi. You have to learn how to serve Bhagawan and leave it up to Bhagawan whether he wants to take us or not, it doesn't matter. Rupa Goswami was not waiting that Krishna will take him, therefore he is doing bhakti. That is not bhakti. That is business. Just because you want to run away from this world, you can't manage it. That is not bhakti. When Krishna said he is going to kill Dushasan, Karna, Duryodhan and uh, Chakuni, Yudhishthira said, no, it's my karma, not yours. <laughs> Yudhishthira will stop them.
it is arjun who gave shelter to takshak protected him abhayam krishna said okay if you give him then i'll give him also krishna is killing so vindra's friend you have to remove the wrong notions prabhu said if you follow your bhakti and karma then there are higher chances that you'll go back home back to god there is no guarantee so because it destroys the purpose of bhakti anukulya na krishna anu shirana bhakti ruttama so we have to focus on our karma anukulya na krishna anu we have to give gave in a service seva to krishna and wherever we are we want that mindset and wherever you have that mindset then you are actually living in the ekanta you see what i'm saying yes prabhu ji prabhu ji uh, when you mentioned about yudhishthir one time krishna told him to tell a lie right but he didn't uh, he didn't follow him so like again again english words we uh, mataji please understand krishna never encourages anyone to tell a lie krishna But will never encourage anyone to tell a lie there was a incident right when one time uh, he you told to read him, the sanskrit shloka you read the sanskrit shloka okay sanskrit shloka says krishna said ashwatthama the elephant has died hmm okay and you just knew that if he says it loudly then dronacharya will lose the will to fight and it is a warfare in war everything is everything is a strategy to win the war so it was required karma during that time to tell ashwatthama the elephant has died okay so yudhishthir said ashwatthama the elephant has died and because the meaning of that was opposite of real ashwatthama getting killed the son of dronacharya and therefore it was construed that he lied this again a just like you just loved gambling another mythology because if you do not read from sanskrit and read from english translation in a very simple english language krishna encourages to speak a lie no krishna doesn't encourage anyone to speak a lie hmm agar aisa bol diya to that's how they make krishna as a politician not as bhagwan devotees have to be very careful in saying what they are saying therefore i always encourage people who are from indian descent who can read sanskrit must read sanskrit not english i don't speak anything from english i speak from sanskrit okay prabhu okay krishna, if krishna say encourages you to speak lie then why are you krishna conscious then that's why they say all the time krishna created the mahabharat war 
Krishna doesn't create any such thing. Namam karmami limpati na karma phalistra. He says it very clearly. So you have to represent Krishna forcefully with the knowledge. He doesn't say anyone to take a lie. He says, I don't even get involved in the karma of this world. I'm beyond it. So why will he ask anyone to speak a lie? Misrepresenting Krishna. That's why people say Krishna is a warmonger. All kinds of things they say about Krishna. Krishna is a womanizer. Krishna is a warmonger. All these are rakshas who speak like this. If Krishna encourages even the slightest lie, then do you think anyone in the world would like to follow him? No problem. So we have to we have to be very careful when we speak or even that's why I say English is an incomplete language. If you try to learn about Krishna in the English language, probably you will never understand him. You will not even understand what is Sanatana Dharma. Because you have to understand the Vyasdev's words. That's how you understand Krishna. Any other questions anyone has? Krishna, Krishna cannot do anything which he doesn't ask you to do. He's a very honest person. He will not do anything unless whatever he tells you to do, he will not repeat the same mistake. He's a person. Yes, Prabhu. A question or comment? No, Prabhu, I was just uh, saying that uh, you explained very well. Uh, you've uh, verified so many different concepts. Uh, so, very nice explanation, Prabhu. Very nice class. Thank you. What is your name, Prabhu? Vikas Kulkarni, Prabhu. Okay. You are from Canada? Yes, Prabhuji, from Toronto. Thank you for joining Hare Krishna. Prabhu, you are th- you are three hours ahead of us and you are getting up so early and doing this for us. We are eternally thankful. That is my seva. I come every Saturday. Any other question anyone else has? Prabhuji, one more question is there. Um, in the Hindu philosophy, I've often heard that, uh, you know, like they, they still say like that, uh, Vishnu, Brahma and Shiva, right? So we know that uh, the, the main creator is, uh, as, as uh, Shiva Bhagavatam is enlightening us uh, through Canto 2, uh, <laughs> that is the case Krishna only, but, uh, you know, he's given this uh, task to Lord Brahma to create. So we're reading in the Bhagavatam, and maybe... Uh, and of course, Vishnu is a maintainer, and then they say that uh, Lord Shiva is a destroyer. 
right? Mm. So, mm. what is the role? I mean, uh, then we say Yamraj is also the one who takes life away. So, why is the role of destroying is given to him, and uh, where is it mentioned in the Bhagavatam that we can read about this? Yeah, understand. Yamraj is managing the day-to-day affairs for Vishnu. Yeah, day-to-day. But when it comes to a complete destruction at the end of the day of Brahma, that is Shiva, Shivji's task. Okay? As Kaliuga approaches, then Shivji's armies come to this world and gradually start destroying this world. Finish this world. Okay? So, more and more Bhuta, Gana, Pishach, all these people, they come, increase Adharmic activity. And gradually they destroy the world, get ready for the next day of Brahma. Or next hour of Brahma. So within the day, you have 14 Manu of Brahma. Right now there is a lot of time left. The 1000 cycles of Satyu Kaliuga, all the four Yuga. So we are in the seventh, the sixth one is going on. Sorry, the seventh is going on. Seventh. Viva Sati Manu, seventh, seventh Manu is going on. Six more Manus have to come before the day of Brahma ends. Okay, so there is a lot of time left. So Shivji will come towards the end of the sixth, fourteenth uh, Manu. At that time, the world will be destroyed. But day to day affairs of soul, Atma going and coming. Is all done by Yamraj. Understand, Shilji is a transformation of Vishnu. He's a very different person. He's very superior to all the Devata also. This is called Mahadev. He's called Adi Yogi. Yogeshwar, but it's Vishnu. Yogeshwar is Krishna. So, you have to understand that his role, according to Brahma, is going to come. It's not yet come. Okay? He's not doing a radical work. So that is the responsibility of Surya Putra Yamraj. You get it, Mataji? Yes, Prabhupada. Thank you so much. So read in Sanskrit, speak in Sanskrit. That is the more important thing than to repeat English translations. Most of the people, they just repeat what they have heard. They do not study. Prabhupada told us to study. And anyone from the Indian background must read and quote Sanskrit Sloka as it is. Yes, Prabhuji. Prabhuji, on the 14th of uh, December, you'll be reading the Bhagavad Gita, right? Because yes. it's the advent of Bhagavad Gita. 14th, right? 14th? Yes. Uh, I mean, yes. yeah. It's Mokshadai Kadashi. And it yes. says advent of Bhagavad Gita that day, 14th. Because, you know, I was, uh, yes. I, I just uh, realized that we had a speaker that day, so I'm going to cancel that. 
So yeah. then we can start at seven twenty, like you do every year, right? Yes. Four twenty yeah. will start, and this time advertise heavily so that maximum people can come and read together. Yes. Yesterday, Halada Prabhu called me and he was asking, uh, "Is Adi Guru Prabhuji is there?" I said, "Yes, he always takes the lead." And Prabhuji, you can uh, please join and follow along. You know. Yes. So that's what I told him. So 14th, and this uh, is our 16th year of reading Bhagavad Gita together. Yeah, Hari Bol. 17th year, sorry, 17th year of Japa conference. Mm, it's like so much of life gone, you know. Uh, it doesn't seem, I mean, that long when we, uh, but it has been. Just time is flying away. Just fine. 17 years of Japa conference reading Bhagavad Gita together. 17 years this year. Actually, this call is, uh, you know, the more words said is less only because uh, I was telling uh, Haladar Prabhu yesterday that I was not able to develop uh, uh, interest in reading, uh, you know, Shivat Bhagavatam. Bhagavad Gita I have read a couple of times. I keep reading, but because of this call, although we are doing Canto Five, but I am on Canto Two, so I developed that interest of self-reading only through this conference call. Otherwise, you know, because. it's uh, we hearing hearing in the morning and then i said we should read also because we just do one words two words but at least 5 to 10 verses uh, we should just do personal reading uh, because this we have uh, i thought like i'll start for my own reading because uh, we already discussed you know so when uh, you know different episodes are coming i'm like oh i recollect that uh, that time so and so person had come as a speaker and he had mentioned like that you know so so it's really helping a lot of people and there's another amy mataji who's uh, just cannot join in the morning but for her uh, you know this call is so enlivening uh, for the bhagavad gita and the cc reading you know so she was telling me that what would i do without it so <laughs> and all thank you to you prabhu ji that you know you started this call you are the original you know and see your name also your guru maharaj has kept like that adi guru means the <laughs> I I forgot the exact meaning of your name but uh, it's uh, yeah when he was giving the initiation he said adiguru means adiguru is the name of krishna he is the guru of everyone but you are the servant and sometimes balram and nityananda are also called adiguru because they are the first preachers yes yes so he said your name is not adiguru he said your name is adiguru das he said <laughs> yeah, yeah, Guru Maharaj. Yeah, just went by. I was, I was hearing some classes on that. Very nice. Everybody was glorifying uh, Radhanath Maharaj. Mm. He's so, so humble. Maharaj is so humble. I had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times, and uh, just uh, very nice. Yes, Prabhu. Thank you all. Yes, for joining and Mataji. Thank you very much because you have been. in this conference call serving from the day one no <laughs> yeah i'm just so you have you have you are the one who is maintaining yes, this one malki ji you are the vishnu of this conference call no prabhu ji you know i sometimes feel that you know it's uh, all you know glory to shri prabhupad guru maharaj just uh, you know because it's such a it's become an you know something becomes a part of your life it's like family you know it's like a family is here and then uh, and it's strange that my husband goes to work in the morning today also he had to go so he's like you don't have conference because he also hears some parts and leaves you know <laughs> something or the other 
and uh, you know so and he's also uh, hearing you know like little bit because he has to work also but uh, you know so it's like everyone even my daughters would say you know the conference call today so i know your door was closed so it's like a this is just like we say you know krishna is the center of our family so this call is also like that is a part of our family it's like another member mm. so you know and uh, so we just can't kind of leave it now <laughs> yeah so I, i get a little worried like i know that sometimes devotees go shamarasika mataji is not here but she's so um, such a wonderful devotee she told me mataji i'll continue following up and sharing on the group you know but if you can greet you know because i think puja mataji was not able to come so we kind of correlate with each other and um, you know i told her you do on the weekday greeting i'll do on the weekend so just and then mataji comes back then she takes over so it's all a very nice coordination among uh, four five matajis and uh, because of that uh, it's uh, it's happening prabhuji we all like a team here i'm not the only one <laughs> but thank you so much because it's very encouraging uh, you know and um, in fact our local devotees also sometimes dwapan prabhu and all they tell me mataji uh, like suppose i make some mistake uh, which i'm very much prone to and they'll say you're not reading are you not on the they always call it adiguru prabhuji's conference call i said yes yes prabhuji i'm attending there but maybe i'm not i'm not hearing too well so that's why you know i'm like not lacking in my bhakti uh, <laughs> but you know they'll always ask me uh, are you still on the call so there are lot of shiksha gurus around also who always encourage me you know to um, be on this call and you are also encouraging so thank you so much prabhuji thank you thank you may all more people join and take benefit yes yes is advantage of this thank you very much if you have uh, last minute question comments otherwise uh, we can end the call yes. yes. i didn't hear from mahesh prabhu today <laughs> he always uh, speaks yeah Maybe he's busy.